What is going on, Alpha Fam? Welcome back to the Alpha AF podcast, the podcast for all the alphas of the world, a place where we become the best version of ourselves. Today, we are joined with a special guest, someone who's broken his back. The doctor said that he'll never be able to walk again, yet he is and walking. Gordon, welcome. How's it? How are you guys doing? <laughs> it's lucky to have you, bro. It's, um, it's, an exciting, it's an exciting podcast to come. And uh, thank you for coming to my neck of the woods and to our neck of the woods. Yeah, thanks for All the way me. from Cape Town. Somerset West, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, just before we jump in, you know, Ross kind of ditched us on the first... Um, Ugh, you know what? It lasted, it lasted all of two weeks. No, no harm done, Ross. It's okay. Don't stress. We got you, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's actually it's a very exciting podcast. Um, some very exciting things to talk about, some very motivational things to hear about. And... Uh, Someone that will help you through your journey if you're going through something hard and something and someone to really look up to and listen to in this industry and someone with a big footprint and someone who you can really look at for help. Um, Gordon, thanks again. So it's, it's really exciting. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I think, yeah, let's start by introducing yourself to everyone, telling a bit of background, how you got into fitness, how you broke your back, so on. Okay, my name is Gordon Stevens. I grew up in Pretoria. Uh, I basically... Um, got into uh, fitness in high school. I uh, started training when I was 13 years old and I used it more to basically uh, come right with bullying. I dealt with a lot of bullying growing up and it was kind of like my saving grace. It was like the one thing that I kind of found that uh, gave me an identity and really helped me with sports growing up. Um, in about matric, I got into more the fitness industry and I started looking at doing fitness shows. I started competing, and uh, when I was 19, and I came second in Mr. Fitness South Africa for Z. <laughs> Starting out with a bang. <laughs> thereafter, the year after again, I came second again to another guy. I ended up eventually coming second three times to three different guys in my first three years of competing. Mm-hmm. But it was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, I found that coming second just kind of kept me humble to the process. Yeah. And uh, I just really enjoyed the, the, the whole industry in, in, in general. You know, it was so great to see people coming together with the same, same passion and the same uh, set goals, and we really enjoyed it. You know, it was such a great industry, and during that time, it's, it still is, but it was nice and raw in the, in the early days. And um, I was getting ready for a show. I was, I was getting into the best shape of my life, uh, looking, looking to, to – I just won the WPF Mr. Physique, and I was looking to win Mr. Fitness SA, and I had a break-in. Um, in March 2011 and um, there were three burgies that broke in and I got into a fight on the third floor and I got hit in the back of my head and I passed out and I fell three stories. Um, yes. I broke my upper back, my lower back, I broke all the right side of my ribs, I, I punctured a kidney, I, I, I punctured my lung and um, I broke both my legs. I ended up losing one of my kidneys and I was in a coma for 40 days. Um, when I woke up, they said to me that I would never walk again properly and that my recovery would never be sufficient to actually be able to be a personal trainer and do what I love. So it was really hard for me to kind of hear. Mm. But I've often found, especially with setbacks and especially with like what's been happening now in the world and stuff, you mm. know, our setbacks can either break us or they can make us who we are. Exactly. And um, what I found was I just took it day by day. I really worked on my faith. And um, the, people, the, the people that were around me were amazing. My family was incredible. And I slowly but surely, just every day, started focusing on the things that I loved. And I did what I could. 
And about a year and a half later, I was able to walk again. And um, what I, my, my, my recovery was, was so great that eventually what I did was um, I went for the tests again. And they said to me, oh, this was after about a year and a half, they said to me, you know, you, you've done amazingly well, but you can never be a personal trainer again. You can't bend down properly. Uh, you can't uh, watch your clients properly. And it was a really, it was a hard pull for me to hear. Mm. And um, the honest truth is I didn't accept it. And after about another six months of intense rehab, I went back to the gym and I said to them, I can work again. And I loved it and I was so grateful for the opportunity because of the fact that I most probably shouldn't have been there to start with. Yeah. Um, I just saw it all as such an, such an amazing opportunity and, and an actual miracle that after about three months I was fully booked and <laughs> I was able to see all my clients again. And it was just, for me, it was just something where I realized when you put your mind to something and when you decide that no matter what you hear, no matter what doctors tell you, and no matter what people out there are trying to influence you in, you can always do better and you can always be the best version of yourself. You just have to believe in what you're doing and take baby steps and surround yourself with the right people. Mm. And from that, it kind of installed me so much. It's all about being grateful, really. Mm. And when you're grateful for what you have and what you do and you're humble to the whole process, you can achieve amazing things. What I did was I also got more into charity work, so helping others. Yeah, you're quite big on that, I've noticed. I yeah. mean, that's something that you really focus on. And tell us how you actually got into that. And it, obviously it helps you with the humbling experience and, and helps to get your head into the right space. And it's, it's a nice thing to help people. I've always found that, you know, it's not about what you have, but what you can give. Mm. Your, your true power is not what you have, but what you can give. And I love, I love working with kids and, you know, the, the, our youth. And I started working for an orphanage where even while I was recovering, I remember I couldn't even walk yet, so I was sitting in a wheelchair. Mm. I went to go see them, and I realized that with my contacts and with the people that were following me, I could really help the less fortunate. So it wasn't just about my recovery. I realized that with my social media and with the people that I knew, I could really help the less fortunate. Yeah. And we started doing um, uh, weekly donations and helping the kids, um, especially in um, Clipyerville. Yeah, and um, uh, Mitchell's Plain and those types of places and just kind of giving back to the youth and it was a huge part in me, my recovery as well because I found that as I was helping others my journey kind of improved and, and, mm. and my goals were, were, were met exactly. so it was a great thing yeah. and it's something that I still do to this day so how, how long did it actually take you to from not being able to walk to being able to walk again it took about three months for me to stand yeah <laughs> And the reason why, again, I've, I call myself Team Stevens 300. Yeah. So the reason why I call it 300 is because my first goal was to take 300 steps. And what I did was it took me about three months after first standing up and with help, obviously. So I had, I had a brace and I had the two sides where I could hold on. Mm. I was able to do 90 steps, but like sweating profusely, it was crazy. <laughs> But, you know, it's like that. It's like those little challenges. So I was used to before squatting 220 kilograms, deadlifting 360 kilograms. All of a sudden now just to stand up and try and walk. Yeah, crazy. Was, you had to push yourself to a whole new level. It was insane. But what you, what you learn from situations like that as well, like I was, you know, while I was in rehab, I was with clients that are in the same situation as you. And it's kind of weird how you are, what you surround yourself with. And when you're dealing with people that have gone through that trauma and, again, you get those that are so positive and you see how they can improve, it's an amazing thing where I find in most things, especially your, your sport, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. You know? 100%. 100%. 
Hundred percent. Okay, so but the, on the on that note, if you have an excuse of feeling too tired to go to the gym or you're feeling too tired to train, just listen and think about the story that was just told. The man couldn't walk. <laughs> His whole life changed, and he's in the gym every day. Yeah. And he's built a brand around what happened to him, and he's helping people change their lives. Thanks, um, bro. So seriously, a big ups on that one. Um, it's, it's, it must be like. No, obviously physically you can't like you couldn't walk or anything but like mentally you were like the strongest you were in your like prime years you know teen years yeah. early 20s you know as you said squatting 220 deadlifting over 300 and now like you can you have to use something to walk well you know when i watch the the, the guys now come uh, the up and coming guys now it's great the way you can use your bodies and the weights that you can push in it what you're going to learn with age is that you've got to sometimes be careful <laughs> and uh, not always do your rep max, maximums and that. But the great thing is, is you're in the phase now where you can do that with your body. You're going to find as you progress, you're going to have to focus more on the, on the, uh, the lighter weights and the higher reps, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, it's uh, the funniest thing when people always ask you, what's your max bench yeah. and what's your max squat and all of that nonsense. But I mean, look, I'm not one to speak. I'm still in that young phase. But I can imagine that whole experience of going from... 100 to naught, so to say. Yeah. Must have been so hectic on your head. I yeah. mean, mentally, the strain that you must have taken with that, it's ridiculous. It's a, total, it's a total mind warp. And the thing is, you think to yourself, it used to be all about aesthetics. So I used to remember, like, if there was a small little bit of fat in the lower part of my stomach, I used to be, I used to be like, no! <laughs> now, now after this, when I, when I actually had my fall, there's a part of my abs that, are, that I still can't actually feel. So no matter what shape I get into, there's one part of my body that's a little bit thrown out. But you learn to realize that, that what, that's what makes you human, mm. you know. And it's great to look amazing and it's great to be in the best shape of your life. But if you're not mentally strong enough, exactly. you're going to crumble. And you've, if you watch some of the influences and the guys out there, it's the guys that literally are giving back and the guys that are sharing their content and the guys that are actually helping others that are making it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to deal with someone who's too arrogant and thinks they're the best thing since sliced bread um, without sharing the information and the knowledge that they have, you know? 100%. You know what the thing is, the best, the best learning experiences, so to say, is from actual life experiences. Yeah. Um, and the best way to teach people is through actual life experiences and things that have happened. I mean, that's my personal opinion. And in in on that note that the way you can teach people the way you can help people because of what you've gone through i mean the clients that you have for example like you just mentioned some of them have seriously difficult things that they need to work through and yeah. and work with and they have difficulties doing things and i mean what happens to you just helps you make them stronger yeah. and it's almost it's almost if you think about it a way of feeding off each other looking at that client do what they do and coming in daily and training and trying to get themselves to a better point yeah. motivates you yeah. and it helps you with your head game but then you where what you've had in your life and what happened to you and what you've gone through also helps them yeah because they know what happened and they know how they know that you know how they feel so what i've what i've found is with with what i've gone through is i've got more compassion towards others and what they they're dealing with and clients when they want to work with me they see what i've been through and they're like you know what i respect for what you've gone through and when they do want to moan they kind of take a second breath <laughs> okay hold on let me not complain about this just yet yeah um but it's it's a great it's a great relationship you know it's it's kind of like you you're dealing with people that fill your cup so i work with my clients every day i absolutely love it for me my clients and being able to help people mm. is the most amazing feeling and i mean when we're sharing our knowledge like you're getting into it now 
you're going to find when, you, when you're doing like your shoulder press and you've got someone who's following your program and they're like, bro, shot for the advice. You just helped mm -hmm. me gain a kilogram of muscle. I'm getting so many compliments. It's a good feeling because you're actually, you're actually helping someone be a better person yeah. you know, and, mm -hmm. see, and seeing the best uh, with what they're doing. And it's, I mean, it's not really taking anything away from you. You know it. It's nice to know that something that's so easy for you, someone didn't know. Yeah. And mm -hmm. just by... Doing something as simple as putting a post on Instagram and help or helps them. And you see, you're eventually going to become a professional, and a professional knows exactly how long something's going to take to get the things done. So someone can come to you and say, this is how I look now. How long is it going to take me? What do I need to eat? What do I need to train? And you're going to work with so many different people that eventually there becomes a blueprint where you can help people with, with just the knowledge that you've gained, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can give them the best possible advice where um, the fitness and the, the lifestyle can be so amazing if you do it the right way. Yeah, 100%. No, 100%. And I mean, the biggest thing that, that we actually discussed in last week's podcast, I mean, last week was our introduction, and, and it was, I think we've, we chatted for over an hour. We just yeah. lost track completely. <laughs> but the biggest thing that we spoke about, or one of the big things that we spoke about, was how the fitness industry is a dog-eats-dog kind of world, especially, especially yeah. where we are in, in South Africa. I mean... Yeah. If you, com if you make a comparison to America or Europe, um, everyone is, in South Africa, no one's there to help each other. Yeah. Well, the majority of the fitness influencers and people out there aren't there for the help of other people or for the good of other people. That's what they can gain out and of they, it. Yeah, they're kind of cheating. They're cheating the innocent. You know, yeah. the people that yeah. aren't as knowledgeable as them. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, that's the thing. You, you're getting these people who are coming out of high school or these, these kids, so to say, coming out of high school and they, and they, they want to get into fitness and they, they might have been bullied or they have issues and and training is a way that helps them. But a big thing for them is knowledge. I mean, when, mm. when, you, when you start out, you Google and you on the internet and yeah. you're trying to find out how to do things and you're trying to figure out uh, what's the right way to do it. Because, I mean, the first thing you want to do is obviously get a six-pack and, and lose weight <laughs> exactly. and look super good. But all, all at the same time. All at the same yeah. time within a week. <laughs> like, you want to take something and it will just happen. But yeah, like the big thing week is... Of training, why my biceps not growing? Yeah, yeah. after a week, why you're like I flexing and training, like <laughs> showing, looking at yourself in the mirror, and there's nothing happening, and yeah. you're wondering why. And when you, go on, when you go on to the internet, and when you go on YouTube and Instagram and all these places, you find, you find influencers who, who spew information, but it's not, it's not actual information that will help. It's not real. It doesn't... Yeah. I mean, the amount of, of influencers who promote supplements as a way to actually... Mm. Yeah get to that stage and, and where they lean and they look good and, and it's just nonsense yeah. and the thing is with what's happened to you and what you do and I mean it's the same with you you doing your personal training course and all of that you need to give that real knowledge and re like you need to help yeah. people get to that in, in, in the real way yeah. you need to be brutally honest with them you need to help them through that but one thing I can say about now going through I'm about like 75% done with my personal training course mm. is that I think I've learned way more through my years of training that I'll ever, yeah. then the course could ever you teach see, me. You see, the course is kind of like an outline. It's your, it's your, it's your hours that you're putting in. Mm. You're going to learn the most. And the thing is, you're going to get so many different clients who are going to throw you curveballs. Yeah. They're going to be totally different. Mm. We're not one person. I said, I had a client the other day who said, don't you get bored? You're giving everyone training programs. And I said, everyone's totally different. Yeah. One guy can be totally different from someone else. And then you also deal with some people that have uh, low blood sugar, high blood pressure, mm. um, injuries, there's so many different things that you've got to, that you've got to take on. But what you said, JP, as well, with the, with the fitness industry, 
It's the most amazing industry, but that's the thing is people don't often work together. Mm. And I used to check like how the Americans sometimes they build each other up and they lift each other and everything. Mm. And in South Africa, in the beginning, it was quite nice because it was a smaller community. Yep. So we were a little bit more, more intimate. There was competition. And obviously the, 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 the guys uh, had a bit of, had a bit of uh, chirp with each other, but it was all innocent. Mm. Now I find there's quite a bit of hate. And, um, you know, like you'll get a girl that'll post her, her, herself in a bikini. She's more scared of the fact that everyone's going to com comment and judge her than actually just showing, hey, listen, this is what I've achieved. Yeah. Which is a bit sad. Yeah, but you see, that's the biggest thing. And I mean, at the end of the day, no one knows what anyone is going through. So that, that girl, hypothetically speaking, that might have posted a photo, might have looked completely different in the last 12 weeks from her posting that photo. And, and it might have been a huge mental achievement so to say and I mean that's what it's about fitness and, and health and, and this industry at the end of the day is about bettering yourself and yeah. and becoming ultimately the best version of yourself as, as cheesy as that sounds because it's, it's that's, that's what it's all about that's the perfect motto oh my goodness but that is what it's all about you know what and that's that is it because I mean each person has their own reason as to why they got into fitness um, yeah. I mean yours was bullying and you had you had to have a coping mechanism mine was straight up I was also I was just fat and I was getting I was getting told I was getting told by my dad listen you fat you got to lose weight yeah. and and I started and I mean you might have had you might have had an emotional reason and an experience that also pushed you over that bridge yeah. or maybe you just wanted to make some gains yeah, exactly yeah. wanted to look like a super saiyan like but bringing it back to like the whole Instagram thing like you said everyone's different so now how mm. can an in and we're just one influencer tell exactly what to do yeah. just do this no you, you get you get guys that say this is the way you should do blah 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 yeah. the honest truth is there's a thousand different ways that exactly. you can do hundred percent exactly and each one unique to that person yeah so that's what I actually wanted to ask you now if you on, a, on average how many people are you training a day I see eight people that are my regulars, mm. and then I also help a few people online. Okay. Um, yeah. And how do you help them through everything? Do you have different programs and different ways of helping them? Because obviously they all have different needs. Everyone's totally different. What I really enjoy is, so I know the online way is a great way of training people, mm. but with my one-on-ones, I find it's a better connection because you're dealing with them one-on-one, -on -one mm. and you actually really catering towards their needs. I've got, I've got guys that literally have injuries. Like I said, some of the are diabetic. Um, everyone's got such a different story that I find that if you take someone and you say, right, let me give them a set program that you're giving six other people to, because with the online thing, that's what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and when you say with the youth, when, they, when they're looking up to a coach and they're just like, they pay 3,000 Rand and they've got this program, mm. you often find they try and message the guy and say, okay, so how do I do this and this and this? And there's no help. And there's no help. Yeah, so Look, you, I, have to, I have to be honest, I know offhand, personally experienced, that, that happens a hell of a lot. It, you know, I mean, even the, the, big, the big guys in the industries, like if you take like a really famous influencer, they're not even making those programs. They're no. paying someone to design them and they just spread them out. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, and the thing is, it's all generic. It's just one program that's stayed the same over 50 different clients. There's yeah. been no changes. There's been no adaptions. Um, I even find that there's, that there's clients that have been on the programs that then become trainers themselves and take the programs that they were using <laughs> from their coach. <laughs> so it's a whole... Yeah, that's, that's a story. You had too much, actually. Yeah. That's but also, on one different note, so you are getting a kidney replacement. Kidney replacement, yes. Tell me, when is that happening? So basically, when I did fall, I lost one kidney, and the other kidney was damaged. 
So they kind of said to me, listen, looking into the future and that, you've got to understand that your kidneys are not great. Um, you've got to be very careful with uh, being on your feet for too long, watch your blood pressure and everything. And last year, um, I, it eventually happened where I had kidney failure. And it's just something that came from my lifestyle and everything and blood pressure and that. And uh, they said to me that, uh, yeah, the next step is dialysis, mm. which I've been doing three times a week which basically cleans out my blood, just like it would, would if you had a kidney, uh, but it's quite tough because it's four hours, three times a week, which I have sure. to kind of cut out of my schedule. And uh, yeah, the great news is I've just been given the go-ahead by medical aid, and my mom's a match, so we're doing all the <laughs> testing now, and uh, it's looking good that we can, can most probably in October uh, go to the... the, um, the the, <laughs> that that sorry, thing the, where you get a kidney change, yeah, yeah, the, the, swapped out. The surgeon, the, I've seen the surgeon, and he's giving us a date. Um, and I'm very excited. It's 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 been a it's been a hard challenge. It's been it's been something that you know as a personal personal challenge for me. Mm. Um, but I've learned so much. And during that time, what I actually spent, I had four hours every, every three times a week. I used that time to start a new business. So I do, I do fat freezing. I do fat freezing at the moment. I've just opened my second branch. So I've got a branch in Gardens and a grant branch in Durbanville where we do facial treatments and non-invasive fat freezing and that. It's just a way for me to also grow my, grow my brand and what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing and I'm just really grateful. I mean, you know, if, you have, if you have four hours three times a week, you I mean, might as well do something. The would sit there in just four hours of wasted time. Yeah. Imagine four hours, three times a week for a year. So what, so, what I did, so what I did to start with was I first learned as much as I could. Mm. So I, I saw the gap in the market. And I decided that instead of being miserable for those four hours while they were doing the dialysis, and mm. it's not a pleasant thing, you know, it's two fat needles... I was going to ask about that. That looks really gruesome, hey. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have just passed out. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. It's not the greatest. And, I'm, and I've got a bit of a phobia for needles. Um, but it's something like anything in life, you kind of get used to it and you yeah. realize that it's something that you have to go through, you know? And it makes you realize how lucky we are to just have our health and to have our bodies Ooh. and to be able to just be... I've got to be very careful with what I eat and like potassium and the water weight and everything like that. So it's just taught me so much about just being grateful for what we have. Eh? So from that point on, from October, there's no more dialysis for you. I mean, no. you, you're going to go into that operation. You're going to have that changed up. I'll have to take tablets for the rest of my life, just in terms of keeping the kidney, because your body fights the fact that it's something that's foreign to your body. Mm -hmm. um, got to be very careful. I can't eat things like sushi and that anymore, which I love. Oh, um, amazing. <laughs> Why sushi? <laughs> Just because it's raw, because of the, uh, the fact that it's raw, it's not so good for you, the bacteria is not so good for, really? your, for your body. I mean, ultimately, I would have thought that would have been one of the best things, because it's, it's clean. It's yeah. raw. <laughs> but yes, okay, that's hectic. So you, you're going to have to make quite a few adaptions on that, uh, on that change as well. So it's, it's not going to be all fun and games from that point on. You know what it's going to be? It's, it's, I knew that when I fell, that my life would never be exactly the same again, but I knew that no matter what, I'd stay grateful. And I'd be positive no matter what the situation was. And I knew that I could really help people through their, their um, setbacks. Yeah. You know, life is never supposed to be a smooth, um, you know, easy, easy. And what do you learn if things are just, yeah. just simple? That's the point. So I'm just, like I, like I said, I just stay positive no matter what. And I always try and look at the bigger picture. So I always try and see the five-year plan. And I think to myself, if something, if something gets to me or lets me down, I think, is this going to bother me in three years' time? Mm. If not... Yeah. 
a trauma-based such a way, It's such a good way to think about it. It's such a good way to think about it. Because, I mean, the biggest issue is you get into your own head. Yeah. Something bad happens and you, you hit yourself in your own head yeah. and you're in your own head and you can't get past it. But, I mean, that's actually a good way of looking at it. You, mean, you need to look at it long-term. I mean, that's ultimately what the best thing would be to do with anything. If it's and it's not always easy. So you, you know, when you're like get, first getting into your training, like you, like you said, you want everything yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. you, want, you want everything tomorrow. <clears throat> then you start realizing that if you give yourself a, a nice long year to actually just slowly but surely use periodization, mm. go up in weights, go, go down in certain weights, mix your exercises up, you get such, a, such better results than just doing these flash four-week no, programs. That, that give you good results, but then you crash afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see so many competitors getting ready for a show that look incredible. Three months later, that same person doesn't look the same. You see all this, uh, the, the lockdown transformations. Yeah. You see these ripped guys. And then it was like a trend of something on Instagram. And then they're all now like sitting there with this thing. Like, <laughs> I need, I need it. I, like I, complete opposite. I think I could actually be one of them. So <laughs> I'm check what am I? I'm guilty. You're <laughs> very guilty. I mean, no, there was actually, I've got to, I'll be honest now while we're on, on air. Yeah, there was a time when, uh, <laughs> when JP said, listen, let's do a shoot. And I was actually ready. And he said, okay, no, not this. Let's do two weeks time. Da, 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 da. I think I might have had about five cheat meals. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I actually wanted to say, listen, I'm so sorry, but I'm not actually in shape anymore. In that anymore. space of two weeks. It's no. actually crazy. But I mean, this lockdown hasn't treated respect to those who carried on with these home workouts and these diets right throughout. It is. It, it, yeah. <laughs> to be really honest with you, I think this lockdown did me better than it did worse. Like, really? The things I learned from training, like, like really feeling your muscle going because I only had light weights I didn't I couldn't like increase yeah, the weight so mine was 7.5 kilograms I yeah, couldn't get heavy yeah, <laughs> he had ankle weights yeah, strapped yeah. to his arms <laughs> to do his to do some of his training yeah, take my hat off to you guys but, and even now incorporating my training now like you know slow negatives you know drop sets or supersets yeah. all the different things because there's so, so much more than just yeah. move the weight up move the weight up yeah. you know? and that that's like well, you see, you get lots of the young guys will say to you, no, you must lift heavy. Yeah. No matter what you do, lift heavy. Mm. Once they've had one or two injuries, they'll be like, okay, hold on. Now yeah. I understand why you sometimes <laughs> yeah. like do your flies before you do your bench press or exactly. do your, you know. Mm. And how hard is it to actually, let's just say you, you, you're gunning for like a 140 bench. How hard is it to one day do the flies instead of the press first? Because everyone wants to kind of show that they're exactly. strong on the bench press. Like, yeah, like ego-driven. Yeah. Ego, ego yeah. I mean, like even... What I like, especially now, I'd, um, I'm not when I train. I'm not. I'm not an ego person. I, I don't care how much is on the bench. I don't care as long as it's good reps and so on. But I see a lot of my friends that, like, say next to me or whatever, I see someone I know, and they'll be doing like horrible form mm. with like double the weight I have. Meanwhile, it's, that's actually just doing them. It's just de detrimental. Or the mate's doing a deadlift while he's trying to do a bench press. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. The, but the thing is, what I don't know if you've experienced it in the gym before, but I mean, on that note of someone having bad form and, and, and not doing too well, the amount of times I've gone to try and help someone yeah, yeah, yeah. and help them to actually yeah. just do their form a little bit better and, and, and just change things a little bit so that it actually works for them. But they're so aggressive. Yeah. I've been, I've been <laughs> shat on yeah. for trying to help people. And I mean... I don't understand it, but it is what it is. It's ego. It is what it is. It is ego. So I used to, I used to also used to try and be the good Samaritan and wanted to give my advice and yeah. help, help others where I could. I realized unless they're asking or unless they're paying you, 
They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be bothered. Yeah. And I even I even had a guy like we. I also love my job. I watch I watch people training, and there was a guy posted it on Instagram the other day. Not him, but the story where I could watch this guy training every day. And you know when the form's a little bit off, and he's like taking a bit long to a bit bit long break, and he's watching me. And I went up to him and I said, "Listen, you know." Let me help you out. Let me, you know, I check how you're training this set. He says, no, no, listen, I don't need help. I've got a trainer in Joburg. I've got a trainer overseas. I'm sorted. I said, okay, no, fair enough. You're sorted. But I can turn you, this is my passion. I can turn you into a machine. So it's up to you. Let me help you. Give me four weeks. The guy signed up for, for the next eight weeks. Oh, wow. So it's one of those things <laughs> where you also just, okay. with what we're doing as well, you're going to get those guys that's going to seem like they're not keen. Everybody, everybody actually wants you to be passionate about what you're doing. Mm. Help them with, 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 with their results. Everyone wants, wants help with, with some aspect mm. of their training and that. Even if they say that they don't. And uh, they just need that support. And yeah. reassurance almost. And reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no way that he would have pulled... He, there's no way that he would have gone through it unless you'd actually carried on. No. And he was a, he's a top businessman, top CEO. So you know, he's one of those oaks where if he sees that he's you believe hard. in him... But when he's, he said to me, he said, you know why I started training, I wanted to train with you? It's because you showed me that you're so motivating and you, yeah. and you believe in, you believe in me before I've even believed in myself with what I'm doing. Yeah. So let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And that's what it's about. It's a support system. Yeah. yeah. You need to have a support system. And it's, it's also why I, I love being with like a team like Alpha, mm. because you know, it's something where you also, it's, it's something where you're representing something that also stands for that type of mentality, you know, and I, when I first spoke to JP, I said what your brand stands for and, the, and what, what you guys are putting out there and the fact that the, that the clothing is so crisp and, and clean in that, mm. I really enjoy it because it's, it is more lifestyle, you know, yeah. and it's about basically following um, the alpha mentality, you know, exactly, and yeah, the alpha exactly. lifestyle. Damn, man, making me <laughs> blush over here. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, we've actually come a hell of a long way. I remember when, when I got that phone call and when we chatted with each other about, about well, actually starting to work with each other. But yeah. it was last year. I met you through Brad and Cindy. Yes. And we were at the boxing. And it was actually, I think that was three days before you just went before, in. Just before I had kidney failure. Yeah. So we're sitting at boxing, okay, in Cape Town. And these people are smashing like each boxing, other, like, like, like fight boxing. boxing and MMA, yeah, yeah, like yeah. smashing each other. Prosubs Pro said sponsored the, the, one of the events, I think, or something like that. Yeah. I saw Brad in one like, of the feature, fighters. Um, was that when Brad put in his story and it's um, like he was inside the ring? No, it wasn't that time. It was a different time. So I was like, was what with, is he doing inside there? <laughs> it was with Jason Mike. Um, I'm sure you'd love to be in the ring today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, no, like, I, I have to say, they, they go at each other properly. Like, there's no, there's no limits. Yeah. And we're sitting at this table, and, and Gordon's going on, eh? And we've flipping chatting and laughing and going on. And two days later, he's in hospital with kidney failure. Yeah, crazy. And you don't even... It's crazy. You know, do you know that I also knew I was, I was sick and knew I wasn't great. But you know when you also... Yeah, it's, it's, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very, a very tough time. And when I had the kidney failure as well, you know, you kind of, you're not sure how everyone's going to judge you and how everyone's going to come at you and this. And it was so great because everyone was so positive and just so, um, you know, like, like, supportive. yeah, supportive that it was amazing. And uh, it hasn't been the easiest of years with, with many things. But if I look back at what I've achieved during that time, and you know, there's no excuses. It doesn't mean you can't be in shape. Mm. I've nearly gotten into just as good shape with having kidney yeah. failure and dialysis yeah. than yeah. I was before. I sometimes struggle with things like water weight. Like even today, I'm like puffy. But it's also because your kidney regulates all that type of thing. So you've got to be very careful with certain things. 
But again, it's just, it's, uh, you know, life is what you make of it. You'll get someone who's got amazing potential, who's got all their ducks in a row, that if they don't have the mental capacity to, to follow through, yeah, they they're screwed. Go, they won't go anywhere with that. It's yeah. all in your head. It's all in your head. And I mean, in the last year, with the amount of changes you've had in your life and with the amount of things that have happened, you've grown so much. I mean, starting your second fat freezing clinic, yeah. um, starting, it's basically becoming a franchise now. Yeah. You full swing with your personal training. You've got amazing clients. You're busy all the time. Um, so much has changed, but it's changed for the better. And the honest truth is three months ago, everything was dead. And, and so, there you go. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, since March, for March... After March, we had three months of nothing. Yeah. And during those three months, my complete, my, my clients, you know, I don't want to say it wasn't great doing online clients, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as seeing them one-on-one, firstly. Secondly, everyone is quite miserable because they're at home. Yeah. And thirdly, um, the fat freezing and everything wasn't happening at all. So my income was pretty much zero. Mm. So there was one or two months that I, that I spent my evenings crying. <laughs> <laughs> I but, feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't give up. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful for all the opportunities. You know, and, you, and you know what? When, when you just, like I said, when you, when you gra- have a grateful heart, mm. everything is possible and you can, you can achieve amazing results. And I'm also just to be, to be humble to the point that we're all in this together. Mm. I found that with COVID, it's something that all of a sudden we're all going mm. through together it's not like it's a singular person that's, that's dealing with it. I think it has put something like you said, COVID's been a good thing for you in terms of your training. I think it's going to be a good thing in the future just for the fact that, you know, to see that we can actually do things together when we put yeah. our minds to it, you know. We can get through it. We can get through it together. It's, scary. It's, it's scary to see how they can get us all to wear masks and everything and yeah. kind of fit into yeah. a whole little um, like colony. But it's also amazing to see how we can stick together and actually also um, come right. You know, look, lives have changed. I mean, lives change for the worst and for the better. But at the end of the day, people have also come to a realization of what they've been doing and, yeah. and what's been going on. I mean, for Alpha and for us, it was incredibly quiet. We couldn't ship anything out. We couldn't send anything. But in those three months, we hired two people to come on board into our team we grew our team. Um, mm. You and I started doing business together. Matt and I started doing business together. And we've reflected and we've actually changed our whole angle and our whole perspective with the business. Because, I mean, for a long time, our angle and our, and our way of going through this was specifically targeted at bodybuilders. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. Yeah. And, and the biggest realization that we had was we trying to better everyone's fitness journey yeah. and lifestyle. And that's what COVID helped us with. Um, so... If, from that point of view, I'm so grateful because it, it's refocused us and it's rechanged our like it's it's re-strategized our brand and and who we are and it's re- it's redirected me to the roots of why I actually started it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, Shawnee and I have been working on some really cool designs and and it's it's super exciting. Nice. Um, I'm just excited to see how this fitness industry grows and changes and and what's going to happen now. Yeah, well, I, I like. During the whole lockdown thing and the whole fitness, like there was a fitness like almost like buzz during mm. the lockdown. Everyone was posting a home workout, home workout, home workouts, and like it was going crazy. Yeah, and then myself, it kind of like myself, stopped. Myself, myself, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of like stopped. Yeah. But then the people that carried on, you could see the ones that wanted it bad enough. Mm. Or like, if I can put it that way, you know, there was kind of like the craze. And then all the people just wanted to hop on because it was the craze, you know, and, yeah. then, and then it died down. And the people that really kept on working, kept on wanting what they like put in the effort and they carried on. Mm. 
And um, I don't know, for me, it was almost a changing point in my whole, like, personal brand, personal brand. Because, like, I think the changing point came when I did the, um, the lives. And I started that whole live thing. So all, clever. Every, almost every, everyone started, like, I was kind of grew. And it also, um, the lives kind of made me to do podcasts. The lives kind of mm. brought on more things being comfortable in front of the camera and so on made, yeah. and that's just like it made you more comfortable exactly, in what you're exactly, doing it's yeah. very it's very clever to also have different unique guests where you kind of you feed into their um, database of their mm. followers as well and what you're doing like I said which is very clever is you're sharing content and the more content you can share especially even about your, your guests mm. That's what people enjoy, you know. Mm. Even if they even just watch for five minutes, mm. yeah. they're not going to forget you, and they're going to they're going to exactly they're, they're going to want to follow. They're after it for full transparency. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, look, the thing is, we're trying to give you knowledge, and and with your backstory and what's what's happened, and and what you're doing, the amount of knowledge people are gaining, and 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 what people are learning. And, and that's what you ultimately also that's what you've been doing and the people yeah. you've met yeah, I mean crazy. with the lives that you've done you've met some awesome people and um, you've I mean, had yeah. different opinions and different views and, and it's, it's actually pretty cool because it exposes everyone else to it as well yeah. exactly yeah. especially uh, yeah. I mean I think I mentioned last time um, just because I have an Instagram page I've met I mean I, I get associated with Alpha I've met you have like and so many more people just because I'm just because I'm yeah. following my passion you know exactly it's, but it's you crazy. also you're promoting it right so you can see that you are an alpha athlete you can see mm. that you're promoting what they what they're doing as well and you know oftentimes the same with let's say like I was first with pro subs and I'm now with we sell subs uh, with Brad mm. um, they they're choosing me as an athlete because I actually use their stuff and I, mm. I, I I'm I, I believe in what they're doing mm. you know like Brad's someone who's been in the industry for such a long time but he's transparent with, with his beliefs, as we all know, um, and his point of view. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as well. There's no <laughs> bullshit there. That's the, that's the point. <laughs> just, just go on his Facebook to see his uh, status updates. <laughs> it's and, like, uh, it makes my day when my phone goes, ping, Brad updated his status. I'm like, okay, I've got to see this. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he doesn't candy coat anything, but he's been, the, he's been the, <coughs> the, the, the best support and the most loyal structure that I've had being with ProSubs for five years and now with WeSolSubs. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's, you, he loves the industry. And same with what you're doing as well. You know, it's, I like working with people that, uh, you know, are, are helping others and also have that good vibe, you know? Yeah. You can see there's a passion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for the past three months, it's been really hectic. And, and financially, what's happened in the last three months, it would have broken a lot of people. Yeah. And, I mean... It's on that same note about what you just said of people starting with the home training thing and, and people wanting to do the home training thing because everyone's doing it. Let's get famous. Let's you know, get famous training. and let's do that yeah. fitness thing. But it's yeah. the same thing as once you've had a December and you get back to the gym <laughs> and everyone's in the gym and then after a week or two, everyone's gone. Yeah. It really shows you who's passionate about it. And throughout all of this nonsense, throughout all the nonsense that's happening in the fitness industry that's going on, the drama we're having and... The true colors of people we're seeing, Brad has stayed constant and that supplement company has stayed constant yeah. because he's got a passion for it yeah. and it shows and that's what it's about. And I mean, the thing is now you use those supplements because you like it and it works for you and that's what it's about. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into the Alpha AF podcast. This is the first part to two part series with Gordon. Definitely go check out the second part, um, which will be dropping next week, Monday. And if you enjoyed this, go follow Alpha 
um, on Instagram. Go follow Gordon on Instagram and go follow myself, MJ Elite. And I'll check you guys in the next Alpha podcast.